Hey guys, welcome to Weak Woman Perfect God, the podcast. On this show, we will unveil and define how to truly invite God's power to be perfected in your weakness and hardship, as mentioned in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Each week, you will be empowered and equipped to find beauty in your weakness, embrace the journey, and rest in the arms of a perfect God. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I am your host, Alexis Shea, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Week Woman Perfect God, the podcast. So I'm really excited to be back on here and to speak with you guys and to just share and continue to share this journey that God has me on. So I wanted to come on today and talk to you all just about where I'm at kind of mentally and spiritually. It is currently Christmas Day, so this may be posted a little late, but Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you all. And I really do pray that you enjoy this time with your family and friends and those that love you. And even if you are spending it alone, even if you're like me and this is the first year without someone, I pray that you know that God is with you. And I don't say that to be cliche, but the father, the one who made you, he created you. He would never leave you or forsake you. So even if this holiday looks a little bit different for you, I do pray that you feel the tangible love of God. So today, what I actually wanted to talk to you all about is letting God write your story. So today, Like I said, it's Christmas Day, and for the first time in a year, I am back home in my home of South Carolina. I'm currently in Columbia, South Carolina. For those of you who don't know, I was born and raised in South Carolina in a very small town called Newberry, and I moved to Atlanta, Georgia in January of this year. And so this is like my first time being back home, seeing all my family. And it's put me in a really different kind of headspace. I'm really grateful being back in a, a place where you lived and where I just was a year ago, a year, last year, this day, I was in this room. I was in this place, in this city. And I'm just grateful for how far God has brought me in this year. So usually around this time at the end of the year, I begin to look ahead. I start planning and making my vision board. And, you know, I I believe this year I don't want to make a vision board. I want to actually trust God with my story. So last year I did make a vision board. It was beautiful. It was elaborate. I had all these goals and plans and many of which I did accomplish, but many I didn't. I had very, very high goals. It being my first year in a new city, in a new state, officially on my own at 23, 24 years old, I had set extremely high goals for myself. And not that I failed at anything, But there's a scripture that says many are the plans in a man's heart, in a person's heart, but God's purpose prevails. And so although I had this elaborate year planned ahead of myself, God had a different plan. 
<laughs> and his plan was to strip me, you know, strip me of comforts, strip me of things that I had used as coping mechanisms, fantasy and pride and escaping. And so although this has been a very tough year, one of the toughest years for me, honestly, I am truly grateful. And I know you know, many times, you know, we hear wisdom that says God is sovereign, be grateful in the moment. But truly, it for me, it isn't until I'm looking in retrospect at what God has done and what he is doing that I'm the most grateful. And I, you know, that's something I do want to work on. I want to be more grateful in the process. But seeing God show me who he is and write my story through his eyes, through his point of view has been excruciating. But the end result is beautiful. It's it's the fruit of righteousness. I will say that last year or this year, my word for the year was discipline. And I had my own ideas and, and plan for what that would look like. But the scripture that I use as kind of a focal point for my year was Hebrews twelve eleven that says, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So though this year for me was filled with so many tears and so much agony, and it's making me emotional just thinking about it. I can sit here today at the end of this tough year and say that it has yielded the peaceful fruit of righteousness. It has yielded the peaceful fruit of humility. And I am grateful to God for training me through his discipline, even though it was very, very hard to endure. I am truly grateful for how God works. And so that has encouraged me in this next year to do away with the vision board, to do away with the planning and to trust God to write my story and to trust him to make all things beautiful in its time. And though I may have day, weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. And there's actually a quote by Charles Spurgeon, who I love, and I just want to share it with you all. And it says, if I take God at his word, the responsibility of fulfilling his promise does not lie with me, but with God who made the promise. So I wanted to encourage you on the other side, listening to this, that because of your yes, because of your willingness to accept God's calling and just to accept who he called you to be, who he said you are, accept what he says about you, that has relieved you of the responsibility of fulfilling the promise. There's there's a, still a duty we have to show up. There's even a quote by Kerry Washington. It says, I don't have to be perfect. I just have to show up and enjoy the messy and perfect journey of my life. That's one of my favorite quotes. You're, you do have a duty to show up. You have a duty to show up to the test. You have a duty to show up to the pruning to the disciplining that God is allowing in this season, but the responsibility of fulfilling the promise remains with God because he made the 
the because he is the promise maker and surely he will make it come to pass and surely he has started a good work in you and he will continue it until the day of completion so i hope that you are encouraged to allow god to truly write your story and understand what it means for god to write your story it means that you won't always have the control of knowing what is going to take place and when it's going to happen. But in doing so, you do rely deeper on his plan and you trust the plans that he has made for you. And one of the things that I love is that recently I was listening to, I was actually listening to two messages uh, from two amazing prophetic people. One was my uh, mentor and pastor, uh, Patricia Harris. And another was from Jonathan Ferguson. And they both highlighted the same scripture. And I do believe that that was God not only reminding me of his promise, but I believe that it was directly for me. So I do want to share that with you all. They kind of shared a little bit of backstory about the story of Jeremiah. I do encourage you to watch it if you want to see the video by Jonathan Ferguson. It's their most recent gathering. And the message by my pastor, Patricia Harris, is called Transition. And it is on YouTube under Church Unchained's channel. And so in both of these messages, they gave context and I encourage you to go listen to them because I can't remember it verbatim or in detail but when God spoke I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper and not to harm you things were looking quite different from prosperity and elevation it was actually a very difficult time for the nation You know, God had spoken that he would send them into, I believe, 70 years of exile. And that scripture comes into play when God has released this word. And he says, but after that 70 years of exile, you will call to me and I will answer. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And God says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. And so I wanted to share that with you all because now you may feel like you are exiled. You may feel like you are in the wilderness or in the testing in a very difficult pruning season, being disciplined by God. But know that his discipline is because of his love for you, for he is treating you as his child, as his beloved son and his beloved daughter. And he is saying to you, Though things may look down for you right now, I, the Lord, at an appointed time, at the appointed time, will cause things to look up. And I even hear that scripture, look up. I will look into the hills from which my help cometh. Your help does not come from the north, the south, the east, or the west, but from the Lord himself. So I do want to encourage you that no matter what this season of transition looks like for you, know that God, even, even in that, even in the tears, even in crying yourself to sleep at night, even in asking God, when will there be an end? He knows the plans that he has for you. And they are plans of good and not of evil. Plans to give you hope and a future. And so I really pray even now. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I just ask that 
those listening to this podcast, God, that they will walk into a deeper trust of you, God, that even as you had to take me through the fire so that I could come out as pure gold. And even though that was hard and I didn't trust every step of the way, Father, I thank you now that that discipline has yielded the peaceful fruit of righteousness. So God, I thank you that in retrospect, I can look back and see your hand on me and see you carrying me every single step of the way. So God, I pray that even in their stories, even in their testimonies, God, that you would increase their trust in you, God, that you would show them that you are trustworthy God that they would begin to trust your character God father in the name of Jesus I pray that they would trust your character your character is good your character is trustworthy God you are not out to get us the enmity between man and God has ended with the sacrifice of Jesus Christ so God I thank you that you are not angry with us that you are not upset with us that you are not out to get us that you are not laying in wait to destroy us God that we are a friend of God for there is no greater love than for a man to lay down his life for a friend So, God, I thank you that we are friends with Christ. And, Father, I thank you, God, that we walk in friendship and fellowship with the Holy Spirit, God. That we are no longer servants, but your friends. So, God, I thank you, God, that you love us so much, God. And I thank you, God, that even in the discipline, though it is painful and agonizing, God, and extremely uncomfortable, God, I thank you that even your discipline is is evidence and proof of your love for us, God. So, Father, I just bless your name, God. Even when things get hard, God, we are grateful, God, and we thank you for life itself, God. We thank you for all that you've done for us. And in Jesus' name, I seal this prayer. Amen. So, I just pray that you are encouraged by this and empowered. And I am just so grateful for Christ, not just this time of year, but year-round. I'm I'm grateful, but I'm especially now. I'm just grateful because though it seems like what we bear, you know, the the trouble and the pain that we bear sometimes is greater than God. Honestly, it's not even 10%. That same scripture in Hebrews earlier in the chapter, it says, for you have not uh, shed your blood, for you have not sweated blood, for you have not yet died for sin. So I thank you, God, that even, you know, though this weight is heavy, God, this load that we as true Christians that we bear, I thank you, God, that it doesn't compare to the sacrifice that you made for us. So thank you, guys. That's all I have. Thank you all for tuning into this episode. I pray you're having a safe and very enjoyable holidays with your loved ones. And I will catch you guys on the next episode. Or I may even see y'all in 2022. Deuce, deuce. (laughs) All right, guys. See ya.